So let's open our Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 11. Some of that next week, Abby. Eh? I, I know, I know. Can we appreciate them for that? I, I know. So Matthew chapter 11. So we've been looking at Matthew chapter 11 for a while and it's just been a robust um, conversation that we've had. We've been talking about the kingdom, living in the kingdom and um, yeah, doing life from the kingdom. How was yesterday's? Um, it was such a, it was such an experience, such an experience. So I, I, we've been trying to talk about how. I think Wednesday we we had a lot of talk on some of these things on Wednesday, and there isn't much time to do a recap. But let's go back to the statement that that the Lord made and said of everybody born of a woman that is none that is um, greater than John the Baptist. And the reason for that is that all the other prophets prophesied, right? Until John. So John was at a time where the prophecy was being fulfilled. Amen. So it was some type of an enforcer. Amen. Of years of prophecy. Are we together now? And he says, this man was such a powerful man. I remember one of the times I was teaching you this thing. I said, John was in prison and then he sent disciples to go ask Jesus if he was the Messiah or they should expect another. And, and, and the backdrop of that statement was because perhaps he felt like Jesus should have arranged a type of takeover, you know, and all of that. And um, he was in a kind of condition that was not so amazing. And um, Jesus Christ said, go tell John uh, that the blind see, the lame walk, the deaf hear. That is to say, you cannot use your personal challenge to interpret what God is doing on the earth. And, and you must carry an emotion that is greater than than your challenge. Don't allow your challenge define your time. Your challenge is not a prophecy. Your challenges are, there's not a prophecy. There's no prophecy in your challenge. Your challenge is not what God is doing. Are you together with me? And so we must be humble enough to understand that you are not such a big deal that your life now becomes uh, the, the, what describes what God is doing on the earth. Are we together here? So we must have, we must, we must, we must have a, we must have a, I don't want to use the word global because it means it, the point is lost when I use global. You must have a corporate revelation. Are you together with me? Of the doings of God. You must find out what the Lord is doing on the earth. And so what the Lord is doing on the earth is what God is doing in your life. But not necessarily what God is doing in your life or what is happening in your life is what is happening on the earth. You get the point now. And so, and so you cannot judge God 
by your experience alone. Are you with me now? Especially by your negative experiences, by your challenging moment. Are you with me? If you're going through a time that you tag wilderness time, it's not a prophecy for the church. Are you with me? Am I making sense here now? What is, the, what is the beauty of this? The beauty of this means that you can always be more powerful than Satan. It means that whatever challenge you face, you can overcome the enemy by seeing the bigger picture. Do you understand that? And so Satan will find out that you don't even send him. But when you are too concerned about what you're going through, you're concerned about where you are. And listen, not everybody goes through, not, you don't always go through beautiful faces all the days of your life. If anybody told you that the person is deceiving you, but whatever the face, you can be in the kingdom. You get the point now. You can be where? In the kingdom. That's a bigger picture. You can be in the kingdom. You can have a mindset that supersedes you. Do you understand that? And that's why you can look at your brother and look at your sister and find out what God is doing in your brother and your sister. Do you understand? And give God praise. And so that's why um, 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 Jesus was not afraid to tell John, the blind see. I know you are in prison, but at the same time, the blind is still seeing. The deaf is still hearing. And so the gospel is preached to the poor. And I told you that was talking about prosperity, kingdom prosperity. Because the poor can't afford the gospel. If the gospel is being preached to the poor, it means some people are sponsoring it. That's what he was saying. The gospel is being preached to the poor. That's prosperity. There's a lot of wealth to achieve this. I like what Bishop, um, Bishop um, Pastor Paul Neche said during the week when he was told, you know, when there was a rumor that he got a jet. And then he released a statement and said, no, I didn't get a jet. And he said that, yeah, I didn't get a jet, but I can afford a jet. You know, he said, I can afford a jet stresslessly. He said, when I get a jet, I won't put it out as a news. He said, because a jet is not a big deal. He said, when I feel like I will buy the jet and I won't put it as a news. And I wouldn't expect anybody to congratulate me. He said, because when I bought a microphone, you didn't congratulate me. He said, there is absolutely no difference between a jet and a microphone. That is for the gospel. Yeah, the gospel is being preached to the poor. Mm. You see, if you, don't have a, if you don't have a revelation around wealth, you don't even understand the kingdom. It's, it's not a sign of spirituality. It's a sign of lack of understanding. You don't even know. Even your Bible that you are reading says money is a defense. You don't even understand the point. That if there was no Joseph, we would really fast and pray to bury Jesus. I'm talking of Joseph Arimathea. That it would be a big deal to get Jesus. See, people are talking resurrection. Resurrection is your revelation. But what about the room to bury him? Without that, there will not be a story of resurrection. And some people's ministry is to have enough financial clout to be able to buy a tomb and to be able to require for his body. Do you understand? You, if Peter go and require for his body, they will beat Peter. There are some things that you don't go with the gift of the Spirit. You go with the favor of the Lord. It's robust. It's a robust thing. So when you see some people doing some things that looks different from what you are doing, don't think they are not doing anything. Because all the while Joseph was making money, you would have thought that the guy is not serious. That we are doing meetings. Joseph is not making money. Joseph is about making money. You might think Joseph is not serious. And anytime Joseph preaches, all his message will tilt towards money. And you think the guy is carnal. No, the guy is not carnal. The guy is being a storehouse for the move of God. Are we together now? It's for the move of God. Some people just want to do PhD. They just want to be a professor. And you are thinking, you think they are being carnal. 
And you are saying, Lord, your face, Lord. Lord, your face, Lord. Lord, your face, no one but you. And the guy says, oh, Lord, <laughs> Oxford, Harvard. And you think the person is carnal. But the, the person is not carnal. The person is purposeful. Yeah. You see, when you lack exactness, it's not a sign of spirituality. Yeah. When you lack exactness, there is, there is nothing as immature as being in the air. That's a, you don't, you can't, you're not exact. Amen. Ah. Udemy has joined the prophet. Eh? Udemy has joined the prophet. Pastor Lulu? Udemy has, where is Lulu? Udemy has joined the prophet. I did not know. Ah. So she too, she can prophesy. Are we together, friends? When you're not exact, and that's why you have to push till God begins to bring you to the places of exactness. Hmm? You see, because faith cannot be op- operational without sending it on an exact assignment. Yeah. Go and check all the guys who said, who the Bible says they have faith. You will notice they mentioned what their faith did exactly. <laughs> there was something exact about their faith. So if it, sometimes it will be by faith you install the doctrines of Christ in the schools, in the, in, the, in the high schools of Africa. There has to be something exact. By faith, we took the gospel to Somalia and saved so, so, and so amount of people. Are we together here? It has to be exact. And so sometimes, all the time, as you begin to walk with God, God brings you to points of exactness. And you just know what you are here for. Um, John said, I am a voice. And I'm crying in the wilderness. And what I'm saying is, you should prepare the way of the Lord. That's very exact. Full of content, that statement. I'm John, and my ministry is wilderness. If you get me, if you get me an office in the palace, I will not go. I have to be in the wilderness. Exact. He understood. So if you want, if you want John to go global, he knows you are cursing him. Yes. And say, John, leave the wilderness and let's go to you. He knows that you're cursing him. He says, I'm, I'm a voice. It has to be in the wilderness. Do you understand that? It has to be in the wilderness. Praise God. And so, we're talking about that. We spoke about how you should not, you should try not to be too carried away by your, by your, by your personal, is that for me? I need to think I need water also. Thank you, I'm grateful. spoke about how you shouldn't allow your personal challenges to to define you. Amen. Amen. Don't. Listen, if you get this my point, this point I'm making, you would enjoy speed. I'm telling you the truth. If you get this my point, where you can where you can see beyond yourself, you get speed. You see, when you, by the time you now, after you God has pushed you forward, by the time you now look back, you will now ask yourself, was I a mad person? Yeah. See what I smiled through. A lot of us are too carried away by what we are going through. Yeah. We are too carried away. There should be, I should feel your future in your present moment.
when I, when I come to you, what the vibe and the feeling I should get from you should be more of where you are going to than where you are. You, you got my point? When I get close to you, the vibe I should get from you, I should be able to tell exactly where you are going to, not what you are going through. But many times, you get around people and what you feel from them is what, what, is what they are going through. So they are more a reflection of their challenges than a reflection of their prophecy. You should 100% be a reflection of your prophecy than a reflection of your challenge. Immediately you become a reflection. Can I preach here? When your heart gets to that point of alignment where you are fixed and you become a reflection of your prophecy, performance is immediate. Yeah. The process of performance starts. And that's the technology or the, 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 the wisdom we learned from Anna. You get the point now. If you give me Anna when she was in the temple praying, are you with me? By the time she was praying, she broke into different levels, into different seasons. The first season she experienced was the season where uh, uh, um, uh, uh, what would I call her? That other woman, the wife, the other uh, arrival, are you with me? Was tormenting her, right? And then she wanted a child to stop the mockery. Are you with me? Yes. And you see, God wasn't really interested about that. Are we together here? Yes. Can I preach to you? Yes. God wasn't interested about that. Because when, when purpose is in view... Your challenges are ignored. <laughs> when purpose is in view, if mistakenly there is purpose is highlighted on your head, God is so carried away by purpose that your challenges are ignored. They don't exist in his eyes because he's, he's focused. You get the point now? Saul was looking for a donkey. You don't, you don't understand. There's, there are weightier matters. God is looking for a king. You want him to be, also be looking for a donkey with you. They had to make that search very difficult so that it can be pushed to the prophet. So that he will find out that there are matters that are weightier than whether there's donkey or no donkey. And aside from the matter of even the fact that God wanted him to be king, which is the weightiest of all matters, his father also was even now more concerned, not for the donkey anymore, but for his own life. Are you with me? Because when you overstretch a challenge, you destroy more important parts of your life. Yeah. When you overstretch one challenge 
I'm not even talking spiritually speaking. Naturally speaking, you destroy other parts of your life. Because that challenge now becomes a type of cancer. Yeah. That now begins to corrupt what is working. I tell you the truth, it's impossible to be a child of God who works in the spirit and you have about five challenges at the same time. It's only one or two per time. Yeah. If you have five, I'm concerned about you are living in disobedience. You can't have five problems. Why do you have five problems? Yeah, I'm serious. When you see people who are always having problems, the problem is no longer the problem. They have become the real problem. They are the generators of problems. You need to, don't solve their problems, solve them. Yeah, you shouldn't have five. You should have one, two. A year. <laughs> and that's how God grows you and gives you victory. You grow into victory. Praise God. If you focus too much on one thing, you destroy every other thing. It means that most of the times... Most of the times in our lives, there might be one or two things not working. And there are other 10, 25 things working. If you focus on that one thing, you'll be destroyed. Because that one thing will not corrupt the other things. You won't even be able to see what is working. And if 10 things are working, shouldn't you use the joy for those 10 things to destroy this one thing that is not working? How many problems do you have? You don't have money, right? Sometimes that's a challenge. But you are beautiful. That one is working for you. <laughs> People don't know you don't have money until you tell them. It's working for you. Whereas there are some people who have money, people don't even ask them whether they have money. <laughs> I tell you the truth. There are, there, are, there are more things working for you. I don't focus on what's not working. I don't focus on what's not working. You know, the challenge many of us have is that we don't understand that we're in the battle. That's one thing I've noticed. People are not living life as if there's a battle. There's actually a battle. There's actually a battle. And you have to have a strategy. A scripture-based strategy. Not a quotation. I see a lot of quotes, quotes flying up and down. Someone will just design one template and just write something and put. You see that there is two line upstairs something to put. You say something, you put one line, you put two lines on it, two lines at the end. Does not mean it's wisdom. <laughs> I tell you, I see many things flying. People are believing many things. I say, if your boy does not, they know that a life that I say it's not going to work. This is not going to work. And I see some we post ten a day. All this is you are going back to square one. In life, it is about those who the family is the family. Just talking nonsense. All right. Listen, it is the, the, there is nothing that saves you except for the word of God. Yeah. Forget quotation. They will not put somebody's name, Thomas N.D.C. 1958. It doesn't mean it to work. That you, that you put a quotation and you use the good design to do it. It doesn't make it a, a, great, a great word. I see a lot of quotations and people think it's a great word. I said, ah, deep, deep. Okay. <laughs> I, see, I see it a lot. And sometimes the people brought that same spirit to scripture. 
I see all these um, uh, this, uh, all these scriptures in pigeon. They will just write and say, uh, it be, be things, it be this thing. Better go and carry your KJV. You think? You think? You can use it for comedy, but you think uh, that's what God is saying. If you can funky, funkyize it, it means it's powerful. Celebrate grace, celebrate grace. Celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> is this Pastor Idara? Is this Pastor Idara? How did I know he? Celebrate grace, celebrate grace. Celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> did you Do you know Lulu? <laughs> Who is Lulu? Is she your wife? How did I know? <laughs> Celebrate grace. <laughs> Praise God. Are we together, friends? A lot of things are working. And they are working so that, they are, you see, they are not just working. I, had a, I, I, I was waking up there for yesterday. And I have, I have one challenge that I'm trusting God for. So as I was waking up, the Lord spoke to my ears. As I was waking up. And um, I have faith for another thing. An area of my life, I have faith. There's an, there are like some areas of my life where I have faith. Those areas, I'm just smiling, looking at everybody. Because my faith... For those areas are com- is complete. So once I was waking up, the Lord told me that, you know, God telling you himself that, Zach, you have faith for this thing, for this area of your life. I said, I didn't reply, but yeah. He said, but do you know if you put the same faith, is how this one too is going to be. It's going to be solved. Like, because this one is like a mystery to me. I don't know how God wants to solve it. I'm like, oh Lord, help me, send help on this one, I'm not asking for any... I'm not asking for... I don't even, on this one, I don't even see him as Epa. It's not even... It's so normal to me, this one. And he said, if, if you can arrive here, faith also solves this one. He says the same faith that solved this one, that will solve this one. And that's how I woke up. I just woke up. He says the same faith. There's no other thing. So I need to now develop my faith in this area and not be perplexed. But guess what? How did God supply energy? He supplied energy by reminding me of this. So if you, do, if you focus on what is not working, you will, you will shrink. The cancer will destroy you. If you focus on what... See, even, you, even people who their body is bad, that they say they don't have good body, what do they do? Is it not they go and cut from the good part of their body and add to the bad part? Other surgeon, you say you don't have bumble. They say maybe you have arm. They'll remove your... Go and put it. That's how it works. You, you are looking at the part of your body that is bad. The doctor is looking at the part of your body that is good. Because if he can find out the part of your body that is good, he can take from it and put it to the one that is bad. And everything will not be good. And the one that was good, even though something was taken from it, will not turn bad. Are we together, friends? So you must learn to, to focus on what's working. 
If you focus on what's working, you'll be strong. Amen. Focus on it. And, 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 and take from it and supply faith to the areas that is not what, working. That's the reason for a community like this. Amen. You need to find out what's working in your brother's life. And understand that if it's working in my brother's life, it means that it's a possibility. Are you with me? And that should give you hope. Then I began to talk to you about, about passion, right? I was talking about, it's been like five weeks of conversation. It's, so, it's been a lot of talk in this area. We said the kingdom of God suffers what? Violence. Then I was deconstructing violence. And the first thing I said about violence is that what is contained in violence is passion. You can't, you can't have violence without what? Passion. There's passion. You see the way talks fight is with passion. And it comes from the heart. Amen. Amen. Some people you will not even see them shake physically. But there's a lot of passion. And they, they are, those are the worst people. You know, some people like uh, they are very terrible people. It, they won't be doing a giddy but the kind of <laughs> you get the point now. Yeah, <laughs> terrible people. Don't try them. They can send assassin to kill you, and they will just be <laughs> and they will just be gentle with you. They are the worst. The passion is not a giddy. It's inward energy. You must have passion. And I, and I stayed here last week Wednesday for a, for a quite a time. I said, never do anything without passion. You see, you see with, when you don't have passion, you don't have worth. You are worthless without passion. You are completely worthless without passion. And I told you that passion validates hope. You can't tell me you have hope and you don't have passion. Praise God. You can't tell me you have hope and you don't have, you don't have passion. You, have, you need to have passion. You need to have passion. Are we together, friends? You have to have passion. I want you to have passion. I want you to understand that passion is a resource. Because a lot of times you look at yourself and you're like, you don't have resource. But the real resource you don't have is passion. I remember one time the Lord told me that until that there are several invisible doors that it's your it's when you rise to do something great that those doors begin to show up and open up. Yeah. There are many invisible doors that the doors wait for your passion. Yeah. Have you noticed many times you want to do something, you, th- you don't even know how it can be done. And then you just step out that you will do it. And you make one call first. It, came, it comes to your mind to call one person. You now find out that, that one person knows one person, that knows one person, that knows one person. And somehow the thing gets the possibility. Has it happened to you before? The possibility begins to open up. But if you sat at home and say it's about to rain. Praise God. All those evil rain that it, it will look like it wants to rain and you find out the old day it didn't, it didn't rain. You know those kind of rain? It won't rain the whole day. And you have, you have stopped the right, 
you have stopped yourself from doing the right things because you thought it will what? It will rain. So you have to be passionate. I was a teenager when the Lord told me, never expect me to do for you what you can do yourself. And he says, the proof for me that you are waiting for me is when you do what you can do. Then I know you are waiting for me. Because God says, I can't, I can't come. When God comes, when God appears into the scene, you can't now be rushing up what you could have done. You see, when God comes, it should come meeting the only things that you can't do on ground. It shouldn't come and meet what you should have done. Are you with me? The people wanted fire. Elijah was going to ask God for fire, right? But it was his responsibility to set up the altar. God is not going to look for stick. Is it, imagine God looking for stick. Will God look for stick? He's supernatural. He's going to say, Elijah can bring that fire down from heaven, but Elijah can, Elijah can look for sticks. So you have to. You are completely worthless without passion. I tell you the truth. Can I talk to you? Yes. Not just that you are completely worthless without passion. You are also consistently disfavored without passion. No favor. Because we have, sometimes we have an assumption that favor is just something that happens anyhow. Favor does, there are some people who favor happens to. Because of some type of lifestyle they operate. Don't forget, I'm still talking about the kingdom. I am talking about the kingdom. You have to have passion. See the passion Jesus exudes. At 12. At 12. At 12. That's what passion does to you. At 12, where he's meant to be a small boy playing. But passion didn't allow him to do what his mates were doing. I was talking to somebody a few years ago. He said, why are you sounding like my uncle? This person used to be my, used to be my friend many years ago when we were teenagers. And I met the person again, a lady. And we're just gisting on my say, why are you sounding like my uncle? Why are you sounding like an uncle? And, and for me, I was being very nice, very, how is it like my uncle? Because I have responsibility like your uncle. And I've been stepping up to those responsibilities like your uncle. And that has purified my thought process. I'll greet you like a respectable person. I won't look at you and curse you and say, Mado, I don't, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I won't curse you and say I'm joking. So you're saying like my uncle, you see, but, but it's because of passion. I've had passion. I've been, I've been living from this passion as a teenager. I've had passion. Passion for the things of God. Passion for the visions of God. I've had passion all my life. And the passion has, you know, it's, it's helped me create from nothing. Never tell me it can't be done. Never. Don't tell me it can't be done. Don't tell me impossible. You are not passionate. I use this example every time. When they send you to go and buy bread, don't come back and say, they don't have. There's no bread. 
You can't achieve greatness that way. There is, there is nothing productive when you come back and say there's no bread. There is nothing has happened. You have brought sorrow and shame to the family. No, think about it. Analyze it. When there's no bread, what, what value is there's no bread? You know, the whole, the whole family came together and said, go and buy bread. The whole family put, put their survivor in your hands and sent you to go and buy bread. You came back and you think that we, we didn't send you to go out. You see, that you, go, that you went out and came back is not victory. We didn't send you to go out. That, don't feel justified that you went. Because sometimes, because you went, you feel justified that they sent me, I went. I'm re- you are not responsible because you went. And that's how many of us live life. You just, I went, and you think you are obedient. And if I, need to, I can go out to myself. It's not about going out. We sent you to come with bread. The only thing that will make sense is if we see bread. Let's now even see small bread, and you don't have hand again. I'll say, all right. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's see that... That must that something beats you, lion beat your hand or something, then that will know that you are a serious person. You can't be great, does it? You say some people get me coke, they will just go, no coke. How do you want to be great in life? No, you can't you can't get coke and you want to save the world. You can't buy coke. When you go out, you must make a decision. I'm coming back with victory. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back with victory. It's a mindset. See, if I send you somewhere three times, if I send you somewhere three times and you don't give me victory two and a half times, I will call you again. I, God forbid me. I don't. I don't. I don't stress myself. By the time I see your part, you will destroy my life. By the time I say, help me do this, I find out that you have an excuse. I say, help me do this again. I will look for somebody else who achieves. That person will not be a carrier of favor. You will not think they hate you. No, you are not passionate. When you go, you don't come back with the head of your enemies. You don't. You have to have passion. My own father, he called forth light out of darkness. That's passion. You don't understand. It's all he saw is darkness. He see how the infantry to say, I marry light in bed. That's my, that's, that's the God man I know. Out of, not that there was, not that there was small light and I went to, it's out of darkness. This man called fought light. That's, that's my father in heaven. So what's not impossible for me? The man saw darkness. He see that place. He went to comfort light. And you, any small thing, it can't be done. We don't have, we, we don't have, you, you calculate what you don't have all the time. Always, you are like water that, that, that destroys fire every time. Whenever we hear your contribution, there's no progress. Things would have gone better until you spoke. You are full of negativity. Things don't happen with you. Say, so we can't cook beans today. There's no Maggie. There's no, there's no, you are just, you are just worthless. Your boss can't, can't take a leave. Can't take a leave. Your boss can never take a leave. Even, even when you are absent, they don't want you to come back. No passion. That's how people do, and, and, and that's what has been, that's why many churches are not, are not um, developing. 
growing. Because no passion. The people don't have passion. The guy, no passion. No passion for soul winning. You haven't won a, you are, you haven't won a soul in your, whole, in your entire life. You have not viewed one person in the Holy Spirit. And you have an assumption you are going to heaven. You just have an imagination that you go to heaven. And when you go to heaven, Paul will talk to you. See, some of you will call all these, all these elders. They will do, do as if they didn't hear you. Because what do you want to say to them? They will say, Paul, I want to have a conversation. Get out of here. Get out Get out Get out Are you getting my point? I have passion. God does not give money. Why he gives is vision. And vision is powered by passion. I have a passion. I have a passion. Passion attracts wealth. Imagine a, football, a young boy who wants to play football. A young boy who wants to play football. You want to be a professional footballer. And you say you don't know an agent. Is that where you start from? You will start from playing on the field everywhere. You'll just be going anywhere there's ball. That's where it starts from. Before agents can be attracted to you. How that you just sit down at home? Are you with me, friend? I've had passion, passion. See, those days when I'm traveling, when I was a student, those days when I'm traveling, I prepare my salmon notes. Four hours journey. You know what I'm saying? I prepare, I have a big diary. I prepare a full, I'm not rushing to preach. I'm not preaching 25 minutes. So. I prepare a full sermon with different points. It's not even only salvation message. I'll preach topic from Lagos to Kitty. I'll say, all right, we thank God for today. Today's message is walking in divine health. Somebody say walking in divine health. Nobody will answer walking in divine <laughs> Full salmon. See, I've used handkerchief before. See, my handkerchief was wet, preaching to only myself. Yeah. Full salmon. My, I was wet like this. I was like this. I was preaching to only myself. There was nobody, just the mirror. And I've done it. I can't count how many times I've done it. No, nothing. I can just take the toothbrush and be as my microphone, and I'll be preaching. And I'll be feeling the anointing like this. Hello, Shabaya. Hey, the answer. <laughs> I met one guy who is on. One guy was just me. Was it even Roland? One of the guys was just me. I said, How did you get born again? He said, ah, It's you now. I said, How? He said, You took me to one corner one day. He didn't say, I didn't even remember. I said, eh. I still preach to my mother. Two days ago, I see preached to her. I see preached to her. I saw her. We we're talking something else. I see preached to her. I said, when were you going to give your life to Christ? I said, when? She said, no, that she wait to that until I take her to Mecca. And when she's back, it's <laughs> <laughs> having the spirit. Then <laughs> when she's back. <laughs> That's my mom. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> you can have your seat. Welcome, Grandma. You have to have passion. 
You can see that I'm a spiritual guy. Yeah, you have to have passion. Put passion in everything that you're doing. Let, some, let something burn. There should be fire around you. Something must burn around you. Don't be without something burning. See, eh? complaining attracts no help. When you complain, you repel favor. I don't feel like helping somebody who is aware of his problem. You see, because resources is investment. I want somebody who can multiply. So if you're always complaining, <laughs> people who can help you will not help you. But when you, when you are moving in the direction of your dreams, you can attract help. To carry passion. Passion for souls. To carry passion. What's passion? Putting, putting in extra. You must have a complex to doing the impossible. It must be your natural complex, your desire to do the impossible. And the second thing is commitment. Commitment. The first one, I'm talking about the contents of violence. He says the kingdom, the violent takes it by what? By force. Somebody say commitment. Are we together, friends? Can you say commitment? I'll be done in 10 minutes there about. So I said passion validates hope. Commitment. Commitment is, is something you need. What's commitment? It means that I'm going, not just passion. After passion, I'm going to commit myself to the very things that I believe. You see, sometimes we believe this way and act this way. And it's only commitment that validates faith. Passion validates hope. Commitment validates what? Faith. If you truly have faith, you have to be committed. Yeah, you get the point. So, listen. Listen, you judge, you judge people's buy-in to a thing, not by the things they say. It's by how much they are willing to, what, to commit. Not by what they say. A lot of people say things and they are not committed to it. You have to put your money, put your time where your mouth is. Are you getting my point now? You have to be committed. You can't love souls. And if you are not committed to preaching to souls, you don't love souls. Some of you love prosperity. You love it, right? You say you love it. You're passionate about prosperity. But you don't give. You will not be prosperous. Yeah. Obedience to the rules. That's how it works. Obedience to what? To the rules. Listen, Jesus was committed. He went to John and he asked John to baptize him. John says, I'm not willing to baptize. He says, forget whether... 
I'm glad that you are glad that it's, allow it to be so. We have to fulfill all righteousness. And John submitted himself under the water of Jesus submitted under the water of John. Are you together with me? Because he was committed to the process. Am I preaching to you here? You have to be what? Committed to the process. Listen, don't believe anybody who is not committed. Don't. Because, ah, Pastor Lulu, I love your choir. I love your this. I love what you guys are doing. I, I just want to serve here. I just want to serve. It's very easy. Just check comment time the person comes for Riaza. The person doesn't come for Riaza. I pursue the person. Pursue the person with love, with joy. <laughs> if you are committed, you come to Riaza. It's commitment that validates faith. Commitment validates faith. I'm sure there are some there are some Christians now who are still waiting for the transfer of the wealth of the Gentiles, and yet tithing, giving, so um, um, honor seeds and all of that they don't do. Well, let's see now. Let's see. Commitment. I shared with you separately when Jessica was teaching commitment. He said, he that is not faithful with another man's own, that's he that is not committed to another man's own. He said, who shall give him his own? Who? He said, is it me that will give him? So, com- commitment will, is, what, is what determines whether you get your own portion. Commitment. You have to be committed. See, as a church, we've been committed to the people we have been committed to. All the, all the church that we are committed to, all the ministries we are committed to, we are committed. Go find out. It's just that we don't like to say some of the things we do. We are committed. Yeah. Committed. Committed. Financially committed. There's, there's at least one or two pastors, you know, that we are committed to. We treat them as missionaries. We are committed to our spiritual parents. Are you together with me? Committed. It has nothing to do with feelings. It has nothing to do with feelings. It has, it has nothing to do with feelings. For the past five years, we've been committed to the prophetic streams. You understand? Because we, we believe it's, 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 what, it's, 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 it's the call of God for us. And we're committed. And that's what the Bible says. It said, let your love not be in words, but in deed. That's commitment. Sometimes you talk too much. And you act so little. You talk so much, but you act so little. Your commitment level is zero. You have to put work in. You get my point now? Yes, you have to put the work. Can you tell somebody, put in some work? In some work. And tell the person, do it passionately. Do it passionately. And do it consistently. do it consistently. You have to be consistent. This is how the kid, listen. What I'm teaching you now is the only way. Is the, there's no other route. This is the only way the kingdom is operated. This is the only way you can, you can be part only. There's no other way. This is the only. You can't say, God, let's drop this. No. Only way. There's no other route. You have better hear what I'm telling you. Commitment. You have to be committed. To anything God has given you, anything your heart tells you, this is the will of God for me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Committed in submission to your husband. 
He said, you are submitting to a husband steady. Not based on feelings. We will discuss the feelings later. But I won't say because I don't feel like it, I won't submit to you. Committed to loving your wife. When you fail at it, you apologize and stay back there. Committed to your local assembly. I, say, ah, I love that church. Ah, I love, ah, I love that church. Kai, I love the church too. But you come whenever you want to come. God has not counted you as a member. Yeah. Yeah. The reason you don't know is that God does not force anybody. That's why you don't know. You see, one of the things you don't know is that God does not force. And because God doesn't force you, you think he's happy with you. He doesn't force anybody. He waits on us. You have to be committed. But committed. Every income that enters into this house, a tithe of it immediately, immediately is taken out of it. Immediately. Every income that enters into this house, a tithe is taken out. Because we are committed to, to, to tithing. You get my point now? Yes, we are committed to it. Every, every teenager who, who is experiencing some type of, 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 of lack as per education, we are committed to making sure they go to school. It's a commitment. It also have to do, we don't know whether we can afford it or not. That was for God to know. We, do, we don't know what we can afford or what we can't afford. But we just know our commitment. Praise God. Some of you are not committed to your friends. Not committed. And you say your friends should, should receive you like that. Say that's how I am. Are you together with me? Say that's how I am. So your friends will understand. That's how I am. You are not committed to your friends. Praise God. Hallelujah. When your friends need help, they don't see you. One of my friends called me late. He has not called me for. Don't let me talk about that one online. <laughs> Telling you. You are not committed to your friends. You don't go, you don't go for, you don't go for their events. You don't do, anytime they are doing anything, they don't see you. And if the friend is a good Christian, he will keep loving you. But if, if he's a wise, wise one, we know you. Yeah. You don't go. It is, it is when, listen, listen, in the kingdom, your greatest enemy that you must fight is your convenience. You must fight it until the point where you have won the victory over convenience. You will not amount anything, anything spectacular if you are controlled by your convenience. What is convenient? Listen, and some people, sometimes you think some things are convenient for some people. And say, Kai, you are, you are a very strange person. It's because of training. It's training. It's training. Last week I traveled, I rather not travel. I rather, many times I travel, I rather not travel. Many times I step on to preach. Listen, a lot of times I step to preach. Since I started this service till now, I've not felt the power of God. I'm telling you, since I started this service till now, I've not felt the power of God. It's strange to me. I always feel the power of God. I've not feel, felt it. I was worshiping. I said, God, I can't feel it. He said, so are you, be, are you be worshiping me by your feelings? I now went further and bet a new song without my feeling. I said, I, I, I told myself, I will not bet song now. Yeah, that was what I told myself. I will bet a song. 
Usually when I bet a song, I'm in the mood. I'm in the spirit. That's why I say I will bet it. I'm not going to feel anything. I will just be singing. I'll be worshiping God. I've not felt anything till now. The feeling will join me later. I'm committed. I'm not enjoying the preaching. I t- Listen, I'm not lying to you. Just sometimes I'm enjoying the preaching. This way I'm not enjoying it. I don't feel anointed. I don't feel any There's a way I feel. I'm not in my element. And it's not because I've done something bad. My conscience, my conscience is not judging me. It's not just the, the feeling is not just coming. I'm telling you the truth. I don't feel like it. But I'm committed to it. You have to be committed. You have to put in the work. And there is nothing God rewards like consistency. Hey! Consistency. Listen, consistency is how you fill your clouds. Consistency. You cannot be consistent and not be anointed. it It can't happen. I'm going to check scripture. Some people who had some type of lives, the Bible recorded their pattern there of their consistency. For Daniel, they told us the amount of times he prayed. They will say, as, as his custom was. What's your custom? What good thing do people know about you that you always do, you are committed to? I have my own. I have my reputation. I have things people know me for. That this man, eh, if you come to this man, you will get this. 100 percent. I had, uh, there's, there's, one, there's one man who has issues with me for some, for some of his personal uh, uh, problems. And the man said, he was telling somebody, he said, I have issue with him. He said, but uh, no matter the issue I have with him, there's something you can never take away from him. He honors me. That person that has issues with me. He says, he honors me. If, I, if any time I'm around, he says, I've never, he says, no other place feels me, makes me feel honored like when I'm around him. Yes, that's, that's my enemy's uh, appraiser. I'm consistent in honor. I won't dishonor. There's nowhere, you can't get me to dishonor you. You can't. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do to dishonor you. I can't dishonor you. I, can, I don't know how to dishonor you. As long as there's somebody in our life, I told my wife, I said, we need to send this person away. He said, what? I said, the person is messing up. And I can't speak, I can't speak negative. You know when somebody is showing you pepe and you can't speak. So I'm, I say, I had a 48. <laughs> I can't speak, I don't speak negative. There's nothing you, if you like, if you like, knock my head. There's nothing you can do that will make me speak negative to you. I can't say, are you stupid? Are you useless? I can't. So I said, instead of being frustrated, let me not be around this person's atmosphere. Because sometimes when you, when you release your vexation, you feel better. That you too, you have done your own back. But that's why I can't do my own back. Because I will respect you no matter your age, no matter who you are, no matter where you are from, I see you in the image and the likeness of God. You are an honorable person. Even though you are behaving contrary, I know that that's not who you are. Consistent in something. Are you with me? Yes, How to be consistent? Found consistent. Committed. Put in the work. Your, your love, 
My little let not love in let us not love in word or what or tongue. Too much talk talk. But in what? In deed, in truth, action, action. Praise God. Action. You see, there should be there should be no lack in any area where God has called you. As a supplier for. Do you understand? If, 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 if you are his friend, it means that you should supply comfort. When you don't supply comfort, there is lack. And that will give a bad impression of God. Because in the mind of God, he has already provided the comfort you need. Was it in First Corinthians chapter 9? He was talking about giving. He said that, he said, he said when we give, one of the things he does to us is that, he said one of the things giving does is that, he said a lot of glory will go to God. You get the point now? Let me tell you, I was teaching one of my spiritual um, daughters something one day. We're going out. And then I saw one man, this man has been carrying does been in the more lessons since I was like this. That was a bull-legged boy like this. When my leg was he like this. It's okay. The man of the carry does been. I saw him three days or four days ago. He was still carrying those been. This is over 20 years. His face has shrunk. He was still doing that. I passed him, so I reversed. And I told I told the person with me to go collect his account number. So when the person went to collect his account number, I said, that's not enough. Let him see my face. So I reversed and went to meet him. And he, was, he said, she was shocked when somebody collected his account number. He now saw me. He said, wow. He was happy to see me. So I now, I now gave him 10,000. I just gave him 10,000. I sent it to his account. And I told the lady why I did that. I said, I want him to see. I want him to go home and give a testimony. And say, if you see how God supplied today. That I was just at home. Somebody I have not seen in 20 years. That was my plan. I was not led. God did not tell me to give him. I want him to, I want, I want, I want him to say that somebody, you know, it's those testimonies are good. He said, I did not beg anybody for money. Somebody just saw me and he collected my account number and gave me 10,000 naira. I said, I want him to give that glory to God. When he gives glory to God, he can get more blessings from God. I know my God does not bless complainers. I wanted to put him in a path of seeing God as a good God. It's my role. You don't understand? Now, God is in heaven. I'm meant to be the one to create atmosphere for men to give him glory. I must be committed to that. That's who I am. I must be committed to that. I must, I must be committed to you giving God glory. You get my point now? Yes, the guy was so elated and was so excited. There was one woman, I saw a picture. Somebody put a picture on her birthday. There was one conference I used to go for a few years ago. I love going to, I saw the woman's picture. That man used to be the cook. And then she used to cook with joy. She would sit down like this in front of the old food. People would be yabbing her. She would be laughing. All of us would be yabbing her. We will yap the woman very well. She will laugh, yap us back. Every, she's such a pleasant woman. 
And she had one husband. I think the man was slim like this. And she, she's now big. So it's just a funny scenario. Yeah. And she was feeding thousands of people. She was in charge of feeding. And I saw her picture. She was doing a birthday. So I told the person in that picture. She sent me her account number. I now sent her some money. I now sent a note and told, and told them to help me give her the note. She doesn't have to know who sent it, but let them give her the note. Because she must give God glory. Yeah. She must give God glory. I sent, let me read the note I sent to her. You see, because she's a cook. She's not the one preaching in the conference. And then she might think she's irrelevant. Because that's what Satan is doing. But since I'm here, I should counter the voice of Satan. I said, our service to the Lord brings refreshing memories. She is one of the angels that God sent to the earth. I thank her for allowing me to see God's glory through her. I told her to help me show, show that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm committed to that. You have to be committed to something. You must be committed. If you are not committed, there's no reason why heaven will give you their resources. Their resources is, 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 is to share. Are you together with me? If you are not committed in the agenda, well, are you trying to understand? Okay, okay, America's budget now. What does America's budget? Why would they bring the budget and when they are sharing the budget, they will share it to Nigeria? It's not a concern. What's concern there? Or our own budget, are we giving it to Somalia? No. We are sharing it to, even though the people we are sharing it to are thieves, but at least. There must be concern. There must be burden. Committed to prayers. Committed to prayers. Committed to pray. When I tell you I'm praying, when I tell you I'm praying for you, when if I tell you I'm praying for you, ninety nine percent of times I'm praying for you, and if I don't tell you I'm praying for you, I, I, I'm not. I, it's impossible I'm not praying for you. I don't. I don't say I'm praying for you. I'm not praying for you. And so what I do is, if you tell me something, I say I will pray for you. I don't pray for you later. Immediately I told you I pray for you. I pray for you right there, because I might forget. I might forget. Not to be committed. Are you with me, friends? Are you with me, friends? Not to be committed. Don't tell somebody you love the person if you cannot love the person. Don't just have a feeling and say, oh, girl, I love you. If you're committed. Are you with me? Don't ask somebody out if you won't be committed to the relationship. Don't do that nonsense. If you're going to ask somebody out, you have to be what? Committed. Stop saying I don't have time. If you don't have time, why do you open your dirty stinky mouth to toast the person? <laughs> you get the point now? Yes, sir. So if you ask, you ask somebody else, you never expect the person to say yes. Maybe the person say yes. I'm going to say yes. Sir. <laughs> you are a useless person. Irresponsible soul. I'm telling you, some Christian boys are terrible boys. Though. Very terrible boys. And it's not only the boys, even some ladies too. They will collect all the gifts and they don't have a plan to be committed. What's wrong with you? They say, I just thought, I just thought he was just being kind. Are you, are you okay? He got you a new phone, he got you a this, he got you a that. He got you this, he got you that. He just said, I just, I just thought we were friends. With friends. How many friends has he been buying that for? (laughs) 
Are you with me? I want to begin to round off and I'm going to round off here. This is where I will round off. Are we together, friend? I want to be committed. Somebody is giving you gifts and all of that, showing you all the attention. If you're not going to, if you're not going to be, if you're not going to have anything to do with the person, you have to let the person know quick enough. Because if you don't let the person know, then you have, you have to be ready to be committed. Are you with me? If you ask a lady out or lead a lady on, you have to be committed. You have to be committed. You have to, listen, there, there has to be an advantage. My life has to, there must be an advantage that you have been, that, that you have been added to my life. You can, I can't be dating you and I'm still, once in a while I still make the mistake to ask God for a, for a fiancé. Because I forget. I'm telling you. Because of how irrelevant you are. When you're dating somebody, you have to be committed to the person. There are times you will call the person consistently. If it's once a day, if it's twice a day, or you, there just has to be something consistent. You have to buy the person gifts. Are you with me? You have to do that. Committed. Take the person out. Take the person to prayer meetings. Take the person to... to yeah. 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 Listen. Listen to me. If we don't pray together, how can we walk together? Husband and wife must hear God together. You must hear God together. This one, I can remember some places where God told us some things. The exact spot. You have to pray together. You pray together. You eat together. You go out. You, the person must... People should feel... People should go and ask your girlfriend out and... And the girl says she's in... She's in... She says, eh. <laughs> because your presence is... It's not felt... And you should also be dating somebody and no, nobody knows that you are dating the person. As if it's a secret court. Yeah. <laughs> we need to work on this commitment stuff. Yeah. We need to work on this commitment stuff. I was teaching one of my beloved um, ladies about commitment to, to your spiritual parents. You have to be committed to your spiritual parents. Committed. It attracts resources. You have to find out, I'm committed to praying for them. You understand the point? Commitment to praying for them. You must be committed never. Listen, there is no secret camera. My spiritual father will never hear me speak ill of him. If there was his camera put in, even inside my heart. It will not happen. It will not happen. He will never hear it. If there was a secret camera put all around me and in my heart, it would never hear feedback that I spoke ill of him or I thought ill of him or I don't have any. It would not happen. It has nothing to do with his perfection. It has nothing to do with my commitment. It's not about, it's not about him. It's, about, it's what I owe him. It's not what he earned. It, doesn't, it, do, it won't end it. I'm committed. I'm committed to him. And that was what I taught you the first time when we were looking at the story of John. The Bible says John was in, was in the prison and John sent two out of his disciples. 
How can you be in prison about to lose your head and you still have disciples you can still send to in prison? In prison. John was in prison. And there was no hope. There was already a verdict to cut off his head. And he still has a lot of disciples he can still send to. He still has power to send people. For some of you, your leaders are not even yet in prison. They can't still send you anywhere. Because you are not committed. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. See the way the Christian church has moved around the world. It's commitment of some pastors. Thank God for redeem. That can send a minister and say, go to Zamfara. And the guy will pack his bag and go to Zamfara. That's why we have the church the way it is now. And, and we, have, we, are, we are taking over. Because those people raise people who are committed. But you, you go anywhere you want to go to. You do anything you want to do. They're not committed. They're not committed. See, they will just tell one, go to Oshobo. Go to Oshu. And the Lord goes with them. Because it's the kingdom. Sometimes they will even know that it's out of beef. That they want to pursue them. Yeah. By the time you don't greet one provincial pastor very well, or your offering is not, it's not, uh, uh, you know, their offerings are their offerings. Your offering is not committed or com- committed offering. Their offering, so. I've told you how to know if the offering is good. If there's not too much talk, the offering is good. But if they appreciate you too much, ah. But when we say pastor, we don't even know how we can express ah. <laughs> so pastor, we can't even. There's nothing we can use to just, just thank God. <laughs> if the talk is too much, but if the talk is not much, just say a, a gift has been said. Ah, just smile. But by the time they are appreciating you, appreciating you, appreciating, you, just do that as your offering. Just go and use it to. Go and use it to buy something. <laughs> Commitment. I was talking to my friend one day. There was one particular day. In one day, in one day, I had three terrible, three, three terrible news, two very good news in one day. And all of the people that gave me those news are committed to them. So I'm crying over one. Really, I'm crying about news come. I'm, I'm laughing. Then I cry. Then I laugh. Then I'm asking myself, okay, so what's my feeling today? Today, what's that? <laughs> you have to be committed. Our time has gone. You have to be committed. This life, uh, we, need to, we need to make the best of it. We need to live life in a way where I want, I want you to arrest time. Use time to achieve glorious things. Don't just live without wisdom. And the last thing after commitment is love. Love. I'll, I'll pick up this love again on Wednesday. Love. You must love the Lord, your God. And you must love God's people. Amen. Amen. Like Jesus, you must be able to give your life for God's people. You hear the point now? You should be able to give you my life. Yeah. 
I should be able to give you. What do, I, what do I mean give you my life? I mean give you my time, give you my resources. I should inconvenient myself for your stability. Yeah. Love. If we don't walk in love, you know what we'll do? Do you want to hear me? If we don't know love, we'll destroy ourselves. Because love is the only thing that that tempers self. And self is destructive. If self rises, I can destroy anybody to be, to stand. But love means that I will take my eye off myself and look at another. That's the only way we can have a society. If self is what is reigning, we'll be killing ourselves. If it's about self, I'll look for how to destroy Pastor Obi. You know, if it's about self, the day Pastor Obi preach a good message, I'll be unhappy. I'll say, Kai, 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 in other places, not here. Then, then the next time I'll preach, I'll not be looking for how to make sure I tell the people he didn't preach well. I'll not say, you know, Pastor Obi is coming up. He, he didn't. Yeah. If I say it, you won't, you won't, when I start saying, you won't say how. You won't say how. It will make sense to you. I say, I'll say, I'll say the man, you are getting there. You're getting there. You will get it. So that I can just keep putting him down so everybody can know that I'm the real one. You understand? Then, after, then if his self too r- rises, you know, I say, eh. <laughs> we'll now have a group. We say, let's be praying for pastor. Let's be praying for pastor. <laughs> That's how it works. You don't say, let's destroy pastor. Let's be praying for him. Let's pray. Let's pray. You see, not all of us know it all. God will touch pastor's heart. <laughs> say, oh Lord, help our pastor. Deliver him from vain glory. Deliver him from... By the time that prayer meeting starts, a demon enters into their midst and to Allah starts. Because of self. We'll dest- if, you don't, if you don't take out self, we'll destroy, we'll destroy many things. If it's kingdom, it's, not, it's about love. It's not about self. I should, I should let go of myself for this guy to prosper. I should see the best of you. And I should exalt it. I told you, I don't know if it's here, I told you. I said, don't let people feel great after they have left you. People shouldn't go somewhere else. And people should not say, wow. Family should validate the gifts that the members carry. Your gifts should not be validated outside. Your gifts, make sure people are validated in your presence. Not until they have left you. People should leave you and say, imagine somebody should now go and say, man, you're beautiful. And now comes back home. You know, and that's what brothers do to their sisters. Brothers never tell their sisters they are fine. Say, kill out the What is this voice? What are they saying? Here? <laughs> the brothers are very evil. <laughs> By the time you are finished dressing up, they, are saying, ah. they will think you have sense like this. <laughs> say, All those boys will think you have sense. And whereas the girl is a star outside. Some boys have stars outside, but it's their, young, it's their older sister that will just be washing them. <laughs> On his birthday, they will say, my little, my little brother. 
The guy that has ranking on the street. Say my little. I, I remember when I changed his, his diapers. We have to speak and see the best in ourselves. Listen, if you see the faults in people, you are not deep. There's nothing deep about it. If you see the faults in people, it's not a deep thing. It's not discernment. Because we're all flawed one way or the other. There's nobody who's not working in progress. I'm telling the truth. But like I started, we pick from what is good and supply to where we are lacking. You must be a people of passion. You must be a people of commitment. Be committed. Put in work. Be committed to your givings. You must be a people of what? Of love. Not about you, but about the other person. Get my point? We'll pick it up on Wednesday. So no matter how you feel this morning, you rise up your feet right now. No matter how you feel, you give God praise. You are committed to worship, right? All right, we'll give God worship. Um, PK is on his way. He's going to be here, our spiritual father. Now listen to me, everybody. Everybody listen. Let me say this quickly. Please, choir can come up. Please, I want us to be hungry today. PK is releasing some dimensions. I don't want you to miss anything. We'll have worship. And as we have worship, mainly PK comes in, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up.